Broadcasting from deep within Angel Stadium, this is Angler Chronicles. Good morning, Southern California. From Joshua Tree to Dutch Harbor, from the Canadian wilderness to the Amazon jungle. Buckle up, because it's going to be wall-to-wall action on Angler Chronicles. Angler Chronicles is brought to you by Turner's Outdoorsman, California's fishing, hunting, and shooting headquarters since 1971. Van Warmer Resorts, Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and Hotel Playa del Sol. Fishing Syndicate Quality Custom Rods. Get syndicated. Carta de Teresa, providing quality, handmade, marinated meats. Owner Hooks, perfection in hooks. Lake Elsinore, the city of Dream Extreme. And Bite on Fishing, where your next catch is only a castaway. All right, good morning, everybody. And guess what? It's not Sergio. It's Ron. I'm back from the dead. I will be taking care of the studio this morning. and But on the line, we do have the great leader himself, my mentor, my best friend, Mr. Sergio Feinstein. Good morning, Sergio. Good morning, Ron, and good morning, everybody, from beautiful Los Barrides, Baja California, Stir, okay, here in Mexico. We're staying at the Van Warmer Resorts. We're at uh, this particular time we're at the Hotel Palmas de Cortez, and we're about to get ready to go do the tuna shootout, the 2023 tuna shootout. So uh, I'll be on as long as I can, because we have a shotgun uh, start at 7. So got to board the boat at 6.30. So we'll do as best as we can to, to stay with you, Ron. Okay. So also on the telephone lines, I'm the only one in here again. You know, it's kind of lonely, but, you know, it's kind of nice to, like, you know, I can lay down on the table because I have a hard time sitting right now. But also on the lines we have my friend, our friend, friend of the show, great fisherman. And I don't know, you just can't say enough about him. He has uh, more knowledge than anybody I've ever seen. And he has the, um, well, Steve, I'll let you tell you who you are. Welcome to Steve Carson. <laughs> Good morning, Ron. <laughs> it's a... It's a miracle of modern electronics that we can hook everybody all together. But, you know, the really cool thing is, if you want to now, you can just cut Sergio off. Yeah, but, <laughs> no, I, I, I can't do that because um, I am taking a little bit of um, substances to help me with my back. So oh, okay. he, we, we, may, we may need him if I start slurring yeah. my words. So. All right, all right. Okay, I, so, guess, I guess we need him this time. <laughs> yeah, it just... Uh, we call those happy pills. Yes, that's what they are, trust me. Um, uh, it, actually, it's good to stand up, uh, and then, uh, believe it or not, last night we had an incident at the house where, uh, you know how you have your uh, curtains that run across the big patio door? They just decided to fall mm-hmm. off the wall, so... I gotta get. I gotta figure out how to get that up there and fix it and whatever. But um, you know, let's talk about fishing, Sergio. Uh, start off with uh, you know what you're going to do today, and I know you're on a shotgun start, so hit it. Okay, well, you know, um, Steve, you can relate to this. You've been here plenty of times. Uh, the water's a little warm. It's 89 degrees, and uh, even though we expect warmer water out here, it's a little warmer than normal. Okay, and that changes things. Uh, it's like a, I was talking to Ben. Ben's here. Ben Seacrest is with me here. Um, one of the things that's happening, I guess, on the East Coast in Florida, water temperatures are being 
reached 100 degrees over there, and it's hurting wildlife or your fish life, okay? So here it's very warm. It's all the Toronto that you want. The tuna, believe it or not, have been a little scarce the last few days. They, they were getting some nice ones uh, about a week ago, uh, up to 200 pounds. And, um, but you had to go far. We're talking border banks. Um, normally for the bigger tuna, you have to find them underneath a dolphin, but we can't find any dolphin. Uh, bait is very scarce. Um, we haven't been able to get bait, uh, but we do have the slabs of giant squid. Okay, um, that they've trucked in, I think, 1,500 pounds of, of squid, okay, to use as bait. So it's going to be a very, very interesting tournament. Unfortunately, they had a hurricane during the um, East Cape shootout, which is the, um, what do you call it, the, uh, oh, I, I just threw a blank. The uh, shoe giveaway? The wild tournament. tournament. Okay. Okay, so they had to cancel it because of a hurricane. So what they're doing for this one is they've added a, a Wahoo category. So you have uh, first, second, and third on the tuna. You have a category for Wahoo, and there's a category for biggest uh, Dorado as well. Okay, so it's a pretty easy, straight shooter type of uh, a tournament. Biggest fish takes the money. Okay, uh, we've got, I know I thought I heard over 60 close to 80 teams, um, kind of hard. It took four hours to uh, to register yesterday. That's how many people there were. Beautiful boats, both from here at the hotel. By the way, they have a fleet of 40 boats here. And uh, then some other private boats have been here as well. So it's going to be interesting. You know, um, yesterday we went looking for them. We traveled over 50 miles uh, to look for them. And... Um, We'll see. Hopefully we can... All you need is one. I've always said in the tournament, all you need is one. So um, it's all good. It's all good. Any advice, Carson? Uh, well, you know, I mean, the uh, the chunking with the giant squid is uh, is not really new anymore. It's not really a secret. But if you're willing to, uh, to be patient and uh, just ch- chunk those, those uh, you know, pieces of that squid and just let it drift in the current, um, you know, I mean, sounds like there's not that much tuna in the area, but you can make them come to the boat and, uh, and bite the chunks. It's pretty amazing. that When there's a lot of tuna that don't seem to want to bite anything else, that's really just a, you know, again, not a secret anymore. It used to be a secret way that they did it down yeah. there. Well, you know, I remember the first time I saw that, um, you know, the first time we went out there, and I, I see this big, it looked like a piece of, a uh, big chunk of bar soap, and I'm going, What? <laughs> There's no way that's going to work, and I'll be doggone. Did get bit a couple minutes later, but that's pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah, really stinky too. So uh, <laughs> I think scent goes a long way. I mean, um, you know me. I mean, my favorite fish out here, you know, year after year, has to be uh, the roosters. And you know, I got to get one every time. I got mine already. Okay, close to um, that, that was a pretty nice one, Sergio. Good job. With yeah, that. that was really cool. Actually, it's it's just I, in my opinion, that's a little kind of small, but um, you know what? It, it's all good. It's a lot of fun, especially on the bass rod. Oh, yeah. no. I could, I could, oh my god! I could, <sighs> 
could not help myself, Steve. Sorry. I think you're could breaking up. I just. No, no, no. So, um, yeah, so ex- a lot of expectations here. Right now, uh, both John and uh, Ben, I think they're still sleeping. I'm in the other room, so you should be okay. Um, but. Yeah, we're gonna get ready. Got to be on the boat. I would say about six, six fifteen, uh, six thirty. Uh, we'll pull out of the um, here that we have here, and then we'll just wait. Shotgun uh, start. Uh, Steve, I do have a, a hello to give you from Kit McNear. Oh, nice. Okay, he's a yeah, he's a tournament director here. He said, "Hey, make sure you say hello to Steve and Ron." So. Uh, hello to both of you from Kip, and uh, Eddie is doing a fantastic job with his wife, Shannon. Uh, yeah, no, it, it's really good. And the thing is, once this is done, I ship Ben out tomorrow, and Rhonda comes in tomorrow. So I'm here for another nine days. So this is uh, this is nice, really nice. Or how do we say it? Which it's Nice. Done? This trip is so, so after nine days, they let you take your ankle monitor off and you can leave? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, it's, just, it's just fantastic. I'll tell you what, it's, uh, it's a blessing. It's a little warm, okay, but the East Cape always is, you know, and um, you just navigate through it and you'll be fine. So what I'm going to do, so throughout the morning, Ron, and I already have all the gear on the boat, everything ready, but I do have to get ready myself. But um, I have everybody in uniform, and your Chronicle uniform. Cool. Uh, I'm making Ben look like me. <laughs> That's impossible. The blue, the blue sun shirt and uh, one of those shirts with a colored logo. Oh, really? So good, good, good. The same. Yeah. And we had Paco, our captain, become part of the team. So it's a team technically of four. Uh, with John filming, so it'll be three fishermen and John. Uh, so it, it should be, um, you know, it, it it will be what it will be. It's just fun to participate. Sometimes I know it, that sounds like two AYSO type, but um, it, it's it's fun to be here. We got a lot of fans that are are here uh, for the shootout. Uh, let's do a little shout out to Bob Castro. He's here, and mm. quite a few guys from Southern California. I met a, um, a fan that's that lives in Idaho. Okay, and she actually here's a story. We're, we're, we're just bringing our luggage to our room. Okay, and as we're going to our room, this gentleman goes, "Are you Sergio?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "My wife wants a picture with you." So, you know, I said, let me put this stuff away. Come by the room and we'll, we'll, we'll get a photo. She was born in Argentina, the land of the world champions for the next oh. three years. I okay. You're breaking up, Serge. She was, raised, she was raised in Brazil, so I had to ask her. I said, well, Argentina or Brazil? She had the gall to say Brazil. Okay. So, <laughs> the friendship almost ended right there. No, but they're really good people. So, uh, big uh, shout out to Mark and Ruth. Uh, they listen to the show and they also uh, watch the TV show. So it's really good. And it, you know, um, Ron, coming here and you've done this. You come here and, and it's almost like Cheers, the bar, where yeah. everybody knows your name. That's it. You know, and it's a bit. Of, it's a piece of home. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm going to cry. I'm going to yeah. cry all day, all day tomorrow, all day the next day. So, but actually, I won't cry because I feel pretty good. <laughs> but um, you know the the important thing, you know, when, when and, and here you might as well just share it with people. You know, guys, um, as much as we love fishing. Okay. Uh, hey, I hate to interrupt you guys, hurt. but um, go ahead and cue up Rick. Uh, Captain Rick Scott's calling in a little early today, so uh, I hate to interrupt you, but good morning, Rick. Good morning. How are you? Good. Where are you? Uh, we went in and rebated. We're on our way back out. We're going to be rolling up on the fishing grounds right at about my normal college time, so I figured we'd bang this one out early this morning before we get out there. And I'm able to concentrate on trying to catch some fish. We uh, had kind of a struggling day yesterday. We were on big fish. 80 to 130 pound fish and we probably hooked 70 fish and only managed to land about 16 or 17 of them it was a long wow. long long day we drifted all day long and uh, we just kept losing them one after another they would only bite 40 pound cast so we struggled really bad yesterday so we got to try to go out somewhere to a different area today and try to make up for it find some smaller fish wow um so where were you? I mean, you want to give that away, or was it just? Um, it's in between Clemente and San Diego, okay. not far, forty miles from the point. Oh, that's not. That's pretty cool. How big are the fish? Huh? How big were the fish? How big are the fish? How big were the fish? The ones that you are one hundred and thirty pounders. That's eighty to one hundred and thirty pounders. Wow. So catching them on in the morning is like catching them on your bass rod. <laughs> in the morning, they were 80 to 100. In the afternoon, they were all over 100 pounds. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it was a frustrating day. So, so what, what, what did you say about the, the what they should be using? is They wouldn't bite anything but 40 pounds? They wouldn't have anything to do with it. Well, the guys kept fishing 40. We had plenty of bites. Like I said, we probably hooked 70 fish yesterday to mm. catch the 16 or so that we had. It was horrible. <laughs> that is. That's not a very good. <laughs> but, hey, you put it, you know, you did your job. You put them on the fish and then just. Yeah, I put them on the fish. That's yeah. it. So, uh, what so, kind of. Uh, well, we, did, we, did we did land a few nice ones on 40. So, I mean, you got to just. It's the best fishing. You got to be able to finesse those okay, fish so, in the boat. So, Rick, let me ask you this: Since things are changing constantly, what would you tell people to come out uh, prepared with? What kind of gear? Okay, do let's you want uh, to have? save that. Rick, do you have some time? We got to go to break. So, yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, so I can, I can hang out. Here. I okay, got plenty of time. Okay, so this is Angels Radio. On, I'm sorry, Angels Radio, AM830 KLAA. This is Angler Chronicles. We'll be right back. Your silver and black play here on AM830 KLAA. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing in Dana Point Harbor. Come check them out. Trips for anglers of all levels depart daily and kids fish free every Sunday. Enjoy clean vessels, full galleys, and friendly expert captains and crew. Everything you need for a great day of fishing for everyone, including a fleet of private charters. The Dana Wharf Kids Club is the coolest club of the sea, featuring free fishing trips, whale watching adventures, and more. 
Check him out on the web for daily deals, including the famous Half Price Tuesday. Dana Wharf Sport Fishing, number one angler's choice since 1971. That's Dana Wharf Sport Fishing and Whale Watching, located at 34675 Golden Lantern in Dana Point. You can contact them by phone at 949-496-5794 or on the web at danawharf.com. Daily Adventures, Lifelong Memories, established 1971. Stay connected and follow them on Facebook and Twitter. Lake Elsinore is the action sports capital of the world. Stocked regularly with bass, catfish, crappie, and more. Lake Elsinore is the largest natural freshwater lake in Southern California and the destination for fishing. Whether you're looking for an extreme outdoor experience or a relaxing morning sunrise, start your next adventure in Lake Elsinore and stay at the new fully renovated campground, Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Find us online to follow all the action. I can't wait to spend some quality time with my son fishing this year, teaching him about casting, how to choose bait, set the hook, and how to be safe on the water by always wearing a life jacket. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Raiders football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA. So, Rick, go ahead and Sergio's asking you what um, you needed. You know, it's kind of tough right now. Um, you know, you should always be prepared with that 25 through 40 with a smaller fish, and of course, your 80 through uh, 330 for the bigger fish. But uh, so the last week or two, um, I would say leave the 25 at home. Um, have the 30 ready, but don't start with it. Start with 40. Um, the trip before this trip here, we were getting a lot of bites on 50 and 60. If we can get bit on that, uh, definitely that's what you want to fish. You know, better chance of getting a fish to the boat. And of course, for night fishing, uh, 80 to a 130 pound test. So. You're going to have to be prepared. You're going to need to bring everything. Uh, small hooks, big hooks, uh, torpedo weights, and uh, all, all, all your jigs. Uh, it was funny. We were out here one night, and we couldn't get 500-gram jigs down because the fly lining current was so bad. We came, out, back out, came back out the next night, and we were fishing 300-gram jigs, no problem, straight up and down. Yeah. So you just never know what kind of conditions you're gonna you're gonna find. And it was basically the same area. You just don't know what kind of conditions you're gonna find night to night. And uh, fishing is, is, is kind of uh, it's changing like daily. Fish are moving, and uh, we're, we're seeing the smaller fish not around as much. We're seeing a lot a lot of bigger fish in here. So, so I, I still you know we go back to this. Um, just a recommendation to everybody. If you're going to go out one of these boats, especially out with Rick, and you have an opportunity to catch a fish of a lifetime, you need to be prepared. You know, with Steve and Ron, we always tell you, be prepared, fresh line. And in this case, you have to have a wide range of line sizes, okay, because you just don't know what they're going to bite. So bring everything. You got a kitchen sink? Bring that, too. Okay, because you're going to need it. 
All right. And, uh, but again, you get an opportunity to catch a fish of a lifetime, your personal best. Be prepared. Okay. So um, you got an opportunity. You got to take it. You got to seize it. And, you know, get, get that big fish. All right. So um, one more time, um, give me the, the three or four outfits that you would want, Rick, people to come out on your boat. I would say bring a, a 30, a 40, a 60, and uh, a heavy rod, you know, 80 to 130 for, for nighttime fishing. And for uh, bait, live bait fishing, of course, you need that fluorocarbon. Yeah, and I'll tell you, something I saw in the last few uh, trips I went, people like to bring some of the heavier, uh, you know, uh, bait casters, you know, like the Trank 500. Um, unfortunately for these fish, that's not going to do it. <laughs> that's just not going to do it. I've seen them smoked. You just don't have enough line. And if you have to crank a jig very fast, the diameter of the spool is so small, you got to go too fast. You're better off with a bigger reel. Make sure you have a two-speed reel. Um, you know, I would recommend, uh, actually, Steve, what would you recommend for the for the bigger fish? What size well, pack? for what Rick's talking about, trying to catch 100-pound fish on 40-pound line, that, that's difficult no matter what you do. Um, I would probably go with a, with a Panthathom or Torque 30 size, which is not to be confused with an International 30, definitely in the two-speed model. Um, Rick's mentioned it. Sergio's mentioned it. But a, it seems like a lot of people out there, a lot of anglers out there, think it's optional. Not optional. Um, no, and I, then the next, the next step up, uh, when the fish get, you know, maybe over 125 pounds, you just can't catch them on that gear. Then you're then you're up to the uh, the fathom or the torque, 40 narrow. Uh, that you can fish 60 or even 80 pound line if you need to. And then when the big boys are biting, um, you know what? There's just no substitute for heavy frame reels. Uh, when they're over 175, and certainly as they get towards 200 pounds, uh, you got to have a heavy frame reel. Uh, typically, uh, Penn International 16 VISX uh, is is good when you when you're in the category of let's just say Ron and I. I'm not even putting Sergio there yet. Yet, uh, shall we say uh, senior level anglers? Uh, the 16 VISX is. Is, is a nice reel you can fish with all night. Younger, stronger anglers, um, you know, professional athletes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the 20 VISX is a powerful reel. When you hook that 250 or 300-pounder, you're going to be able to land them. Um, it's just a lot of reel to fish with all night. So, uh, But yeah. the, the and common you know theme good... there is two speeds, two speeds, oh, yeah, and fresh line. Yeah, and then the one other thing I would say is this. Can I ask you a question? Can I ask yeah, you a question? Can you hear me, Steve? Yeah, I can. Steve, hear when you. you're night when you're night fishing, how fast are you winding? How fast am I winding? Pretty fast. Yes. I, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm again in that senior class of anglers that has a little trouble with the new with, with that darn newfangled speed jig and stuff. Um, I can do it for about twenty minutes. <laughs> And it works really well, okay. but, you know, I just can't how many, do it how, longer than that. How many guys um, do you see you know, getting bites that are winding more slow? More power to the people who can. How many, bites, how, many bites, how many guys do you see getting bites with guys winding slow? Um, 
zero unless they get unless they get lucky and uh, and get bit on the sink. Yeah, so that's one thing I want to tell listeners. Is I'm kind of getting sick and tired of telling people they got to wine fast, and they look at me like I'm stupid. But mm-hmm. they got to realize that the faster they wind, the better chance they have of getting bit. And I say this every night. We stop the boat, and there's guys, maybe one or two guys that are winding fast enough to get a bite, and the rest of them are just kind of lollygagging, cranking slow. Yeah. You have to wind that so jerk fast. So well, fast to, it, it's going to get bit going down fast, and it's going to get bit coming up fast. It's not going to get bit so like, like we were winding up a rock cod. Well, the, the trip that we had so in, in the, the trip we had in July, you know, guys, um, the faster we went, and we did, and it wears you out quick, but the faster you whine, and Rick was actually correct, man. We just, and we landed, what, Rick, uh, 10, 15 fish that night, but you got to whine fast. You got to whine fast. And, and also, so it may take a little bit of a internet research. Well, well, here. Why don't you have an inventor reel that you can whine slow, but whine fast? You mean a higher yeah, that's gear? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> you can't always go by the gear ratio of the reel. You need, you may need to do a bit of internet research, and the the, the number that matters is IPT inches per turn. So if you get a reel that's let's just say uh, uh, 38 or 40 inches per turn, um, you know you can wind it. You know you can't ever wind slow. Uh, compared to um, a reel that's only 30 inches per turn, that's a big difference. You can't, you cannot just look at the gear ratio. You have to look at the inches per turn. Now, I'm a California public school graduate, so the math can be very difficult to calculate um, in terms of the gear ratio times the diameter of the spool. So I just look it up online. But uh, right, that, that, that was a big, that was big my thing. next thing. Is these guys bring these small reels, and you know they think they can move that jig faster. If you can't. The bigger your spool, yeah, you are correct. the faster that jig's going to go through the water, the easier it is on you, and uh, you better chance you have of getting a bite. How about a, how about, how about a 12 to 1? Well, you know, <laughs> I, I, somewhere in my closet, I've still got a, uh, a real deal transmission, uh, which was a big old clunky thing you, you, you clamped on the side of your reel, and it multiplied your gear ratio, whatever it was, of the, of the reel, Multiplied it times two and a half. So yes, you did have a reel that could be anywhere from nine to nine to one to twelve to one, and it had a little two-speed mechanism, uh, so you could shift back to your normal speed to fight the fish. But whenever the fish was hooked, it would jam up. It didn't work. All right. So I guess the the last last thing I can say about this night fishing is we had a stop the other night. I specifically said, do not drop your spinning rod. And, of course, there was one guy that did more than I did, and he decided to drop his spinning rod. And it took us uh, uh, over two hours to get that fish to the boat. But while we were trying to get that fish to the boat, I could hear on my radio all my buddies driving around, stopping on a school, catching two or three, driving on, stopping on a school, catching four or five. But we got hung up on one fish for two hours, and it, it, it was... It, yeah, it hurt that, everybody that, on that, the boat because we weren't able to, to the other travel doctors, around and but, catch fish. Um, also, I mean, uh, there are there's always miracles. Every night is a miracle. This guy over here caught one. The guy, in your case, the guy caught one on a spinning reel. I mean, it theoretically does happen. 
but the percentages are so low. Um, you know, but people think, well, you know, uh, th- this guy over here, he's got one on, on this gear. I can use it, too. It's fine. Well, yeah, it isn't fine. So, guys, I guess the thing, the key is this. The other thing that I see that they do a mistake is they put it in low gear when they want to turn uh, use the jig, and I say you can't be in low gear because well, how am I going to no. turn that fish? Well, no, you got to be in, in in your higher speed, and I would say for this, the biggest diameter reel, okay, that you can get without having to fight your tackle because you, you want to fight the fish, not your tackle. And like Steve said. If you're not a super athletic guy, you don't want something that weighs two or three pounds that you're going to fight your tackle. You want something that you can handle, okay? I would say for these nighttime, you know, I've been very lucky with, um, you know, I use Accurate, so the Boss 30 has been good, two-speed. Okay, those have been really good on a 100-pound to 130-pound leader. Okay, have thick leader, okay? Because, I mean, if you're going to hook these things, you want to bring them in. You don't want to lose them. These are possibly your personal best. So bigger reels, this is not the time for the bass rod. I'll admit to it, okay? But you want a nice rod that can handle anything between 60 to 100 pounds, okay, with a nice bigger diameter, the most, I mean, inches per turn that you can achieve, okay? And you do not fish it in low gear. There's a time to put it in low gear, but it's not when you're digging it. Okay, so speed is of the utmost. For some of the old timers, when we had all the barracuda in the area, remember we used to say throw that jig, and when you turn, you're not going fast enough. So if you think you're going fast, you're not going fast enough. Go as fast as you possibly can. Okay, that's the key. Okay, and then just hold on. Okay, and the other thing is when you're dropping your jig, okay, you're not fishing in 100 feet of water. Okay. You drop your jig and your jig stops. You did not reach the bottom. Okay? Just point the rod and you just put it in gear and turn that handle as fast as you can. When you thumb tight, set that hook, and the fight is on. All right. Sergio, we've got to go to break. Uh, Keep keep that thought. We've got to go to break. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830 KLA. We'll be right back. Raiders football lives here on AMA 30 KLAA. Ron, these sunglasses are nice. Yes, Sergio. Inferno USA Eyewear, they are great. They were created eight years ago to provide a far superior product with an unbeatable lifetime warranty. You like the burns. Machine billet aluminum frames, extreme wrap style sunglasses, and goggles all in one. They have removable foam inserts, they're polarized, and have polarized transitional lenses available too. The burn style is hands down the greatest wind in your face glass ever made. No wind, dirt, or debris in your eyes at up to 100 miles per hour. Simply put, they're awesome. I prefer the fuel style frame. They are made from TR90 nylon material that keeps them extremely lightweight and very durable. You won't even realize that you're wearing them. Tons of color options and polarized lenses available. The fuels also keep wind out of your eyes at very high speeds. 
Inferno USA Eyewear. They're nice sunglasses. No gimmicks, just quality construction and protection for your eyes. Inferno USA, check them out and get yours at www.infernousa.com. That's www.infernousa.com. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Rick from the 85-foot luxurious sport fisher Ocean Odyssey. Departing from H&M Landing in San Diego, California, Ocean Odyssey is Angler Chronicles' number one choice in San Diego offshore fishing. Whether you are a beginner or a seasoned veteran, Ocean Odyssey is equipped with all your fishing needs. From five-star meals, state-of-the-art electronics, spray-brine fish hold, and spacious accommodations. Make Ocean Odyssey the number one choice for your next offshore fishing adventure. To make your reservation today, log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com or call Dina at 619-889-4535. Again, that's OceanOdysseyFishing.com or 619-889-4535. Ocean Odyssey is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. There's nothing more peaceful than fishing. Just me, my pole, and some bait. Oh, and my life jacket, of course. I like fish, but I don't want to end up at the bottom of the water with them. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Hi, it's Captain Dave Marciano here. I'm wicked excited to tell you about my new website, AngelicaSeafoods.com, where you can now order fresh local New England seafood shipped overnight right to your door. Go to AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio. AM 30. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA. And go ahead and finish this up, guys. It's pretty cool. All right, Rick, one more time. What are the recommendations for coming out on the ocean, Odyssey? Uh, for tackle, 30, 40, probably a 60, uh, 80 to 100, fluorocarbon. Bring the gambit of small hooks, big hooks, 300 to 500 gram jigs. Please leave your tranks and your lexes at home and your spinning reels. Do not bring those until something changes and we see some smaller fish show up here. But unfortunately, right now we don't have Dorado. We don't have a whole lot of yellowfin. There are a little bit of yellowfin here. It's not like it's been, you know, previous years where we're able to say, hey, we have options. We can go do this. We can go do that. It's pretty much hey i'm taking you bluefin fishing so bring bring the bring the heavier gear and uh, be prepared i posted my my standard five rigs don't leave the dock without them up on the friends of angler chronicles uh facebook page uh what, what one thing rick is saying is leave rig number one at home and uh, right now, with what's going on out there, I would absolutely concur with that. But, but you need to own rig number one. Whether or not, <laughs> whether or not you bring it out on the boat on any given day will vary. But um, yeah, but in particular, sounds like rig number three, which is your 40-pound rig, and rig number five, your 100-pound rig, are going to be the, are going to be the key ones right now. Okay. Well, that's correct. That's correct. <laughs> That's it. So we got a, a gap there, Sergio. So, uh, I mean, Rick. So, what? Um, how can we get a hold of you? And do you have any open spots? Uh, you know, I've been busy. I haven't looked at the schedule. I think. Uh, what is? Is it September still? <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is. October. 
Yeah, in October, I think we have a, some openings towards the middle of the month. Um, you can log on to OceanOdysseyFishing.com, look right online. Don't have to talk to anybody, or if you would like to talk to Dina, 619-889-4535. And if there's a trip you really want to go on, but it's sold out, uh, when you log on, you can get, get on a waiting list. And uh, if somebody backs out, you'll immediately get an email letting you know that there's an open spot on that trip. And the first one that responds gets it. That's true. So, hey, uh, Ron, when is our day and a half? Uh, October 15th. And it is sold out. It is sold out right now. I'm, yeah, so I'm sorry, not 15th. I'm just October 25th. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was going to say it's at the end of the month. Though. Yeah, it's at the end of the month. So, and they, it is sold out. So, but here's what, here's what you got to do. But again, okay? you can get on the waiting. You can get on the Absolutely. Waiting. And I want to, I want to hit on that. You know, when we booked the two and a half day trip, you know, I kept saying sold out, sold out, and then a month away, next thing you know, they start dropping off. The waiting list saved us. It was great, and that's what we needed. So, guys, like Rick said, call. Get yourself on a waiting list because I pretty much you're going to get on. Okay, uh, Rick, go nail them. The only other recommendation that I would do is as you go on these trips, get on the Internet and figure out the size of the fish that they're catching at the time. Everything is changing very rapidly. You know, one one trip you go and you have a lot of Dorado and Yellowfin. Another trip you only have Bluefin, and you only have Bluefin that are big. So be prepared, do your homework before you go out. And when in doubt, bring everything. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, Rick, um, best of luck to you. Okay, we'll try to catch you one here, see if we can do something in this tournament, and uh, make you proud, bro. All right. Well, good luck down there. Looks like you guys are having lots of fun. So I'm, I'm kind of jealous. Yeah, a lot of fun you know, and a lot of heat. I don't get to do in the summertime. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot we'll, of heat. We'll That's right. I, talked to, I talked to Ben yesterday, and he said it was hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lots of margaritas. <laughs> but that's what these fish like. What well, what temperature are you dealing with over there on these tuna? Uh, we got 70 degrees, but I heard your water down there is kind of warm. Well, we're at 89. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's not great yeah. for fishing. <laughs> no, no, no. You bring and, your fish. Uh, you bring your fish. You bring your fish fish up, and it's already poached. <laughs> oh yeah, it's ready. It's ready to go. It's ready to just eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen. Best of luck to you, my friend, and we'll talk to you when Thank we get you. back. All right, everybody, have a great All right. Good luck, Rick. Weekend and good luck down there. Uh huh. Bye bye. All right, isn't that the phenomenon, Steve? Uh, it's just like you just never know. You got to do your homework before you go out. Yeah, I. Um... Well, the big the big thing is is um, the bluefin on any given trip, even on the same trip. Uh, you, the boat could be drifting, and Rick mentioned that he had a long drift uh, yesterday. I think he said it was six or eight hours. You know, where the boat just drifted along. Uh, there were multiple different schools of bluefin coming up under the boat. Um, in that particular case, uh, he did mention that some of them were 80 to 100 pounds. Those were the little ones. And then another school came along, and they were 125 pounds and up. And, um, and it would not be unheard of for you to be drifting along and start out with a school of 25-pounders under the boat. And, uh, and, and by the end of the day, the boat really has never moved other than whatever the wind did to it. 
and now you got 250 pounders under the boat. So predicting ahead of time what tackle you're going to need is just not going to work. You're just going to need it all. You better have it. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. I agree. Yeah. All right. So uh, although although Rick Rick certainly did emphasize leave the bass rod at home. <laughs> not going to happen in my case. I got to bring it. I got to bring it. You know, I I, uh, I actually I actually bring mine most of the time too, but you know because we usually end up tied up at the uh, bait receiver and it's a nice spot for bass there. But yeah, I only let Sergio he he does it he does it every and, trip. And, and you know you know Ron you you and, and I want to make sure that you you mention this when when it happens in the second hour after Danny's on. Of course, this last weekend uh, I was a little under the weather. You know what I mean? It happens, Ron. You can relate. And, um, and I, I had to miss my three-day trip, three-day Penn Fishing University trip, on board the searcher. And so I was ably replaced. That, that, that kind of makes me feel bad. I was ably replaced by uh, uh, young Logan Flaxington, who is going to come on the air and uh, discuss how good the fishing was. And um, L- Logan actually met Sergio before before I met him on the searcher a few years ago. Logan met Sergio at the uh, at the Olive Crest tournament a number of years ago, and um, I-, I can't remember if he and his dad won or maybe they just placed and uh, and he won a, he, and he won. What do you think he won? He won a bass rod. <laughs> and so when I met up with him, it was on the searcher, and he was just enamored with this bass rod. And, um, uh, you know, we were mostly doing tuna fishing, so it took me a couple of years to break him of the habit of using the bass rod on the tuna. And so now, of course, I taught him too well, and he's replacing me. So uh, uh, they, they caught a lot of fish on the searcher. They had an excellent trip. I feel bad that I missed it, but I'm glad that, um, that he ably filled in for me. So... Uh, he, I, I think he's going to call in after Danny is on here in the second hour. Right. Very good. And uh, yeah, so, uh, very good. so, what else is going on around around uh, Southern California, Ron? Well, I'm, we I'm, kind of I'm yeah, we kind of got off the uh, you know we didn't have our normal uh, freshwater report and stuff because uh, I, I uh, Rick did kind of send a note said that he probably would call early, so. Mm-hmm. Um, we did have a great event. Uh, you guys went. Uh, once again, my back says uh, no, thank you. Um, but uh, at Lake Elsinore and Sergio, you want to? You want you touch on that, and then because uh, right now up at the Sierras, it's trout, and they're getting ready to go into October, which a lot of places will go to uh, barbless hooks, and the whole fishing scene changes a little bit. Uh, but. Um, Let's talk about Lake Elsinore and the events that went on there. Plus, the fishing is always fantastic. So Yeah. Well, okay, this is a little bit off the beaten path, but we had Mariachi Fest last Saturday night. Oh, my God, was it good. They had over 4,200 people in the stands. Okay, we were very blessed to have a table right up front in front of the stage. About 15 tables there. Um... And it was just amazing. And we had Danny come out, and I, I could see the smile on Danny's face. People don't realize Danny loves mariachi music. And in several cases, I think he was humming along. 
And what it was is we had about oh, six bands, six mariachi groups, but they were all different, okay? Um, my favorite, believe it or not, came in the middle, all women singing, and they were just phenomenal. And they, they put the old classics with some modern, uh, modern acoustics, I would say, okay? Um, it's just... It was, it's, it's almost like bringing mariachi back, and it was um, uh, a, a, a big tribute to Juan Gabriel. If, for those of, those of you that know mariachi, know him. He passed away. Um, what was the tribute? They actually brought a chair. They called him the king, and um, they had a chair with his photo on it. It was kind of cool in front of the stage. So great tribute and fantastic, well-attended a lot of fun. We didn't do a conga line because there was really no room, but there was some dancing going on, and um, it was fun. It was just simply fun, and that's the kind of things that Lake Elsinore, uh, beyond the fishing, can offer you. It's a great, what I call, staycation, okay? It's only about no more than an hour away from just about anywhere you go, and you get to Lake Elsinore, you can stay there, though. Lake Elsinore Hotel and Casino can provide you some some rooms. They have other hotels there as well. The food is unbelievable. The restaurants are crazy good. I know, you know, we like Jack's Barbecue. We like the uh, Italian joint, uh, Vincenzo's, uh, CJ's, right at the casino. Oh, my God, I've never had a plate in their life. So um, it's just um, all around perfect weekend getaway with the wife, the kids, um, and then you can just go play on the lake. I mean, you know, it's one of the few lakes I think that uh, you can. There's no speed limit in the middle. You can literally go 150 miles an hour if your boat gives you this opportunity. So, a lot of fun. That's Lake Elsinore. Okay, so highly recommend it. Highly, highly, highly recommend. It. Okay. Um, yeah, I. <clears throat> once again, you know, it's uh, there's so many things you know, and I'm getting ready to just go off on something, but. You know what? We got to go to break. So if, if, if I heard the music correctly, um, because I, I'm telling you what, uh, medicine's really working really good right now. So this is <laughs> Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Radio AMA 30. Hi, everybody. This is Danny Jackson, producer of award winning Angler Chronicles Television. The very best in sport fishing action is Angler Chronicles TV, seen weekly on Valley Sports West. Each week, Sergio and crew take you on an action packed fishing expedition from Baja to Alaska and throughout the Southland. Angler Chronicles Television airs five times weekly starting at 8 30 Sunday mornings on Valley Sports West. Visit anglerchronicles.com for details. The original hookup baits are the most versatile and effective artificial baits to hit the water. With sizes from 132 to 4 ounces in 12 fish catching colors, this pattern design uses only the highest quality of materials, owner hooks, and are proud to be built in the USA. The original hookup baits have made it easier to match the hatch when chasing that fish of a lifetime. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops to get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink. 
and practice catch, photograph and release. Attention anglers, Angler Chronicles chooses Fishing Syndicate. Custom quality rods, the manufacturers of the latest in fishing rods. The perfect combination and blends of high-end graphite and glass fibers that make the lightest, most sensitive, and powerful rods available on the market. See what the buzz is all about and get syndicated. Fishing Syndicate, the rod choice of the Angler Chronicle crew and other industry experts and leaders. Check them out at fishingsyndicate.com and see why they're the chosen rod of the AC crew. Light, sensitive, powerful, FS style. Fishing Syndicate, a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles. Angels Radio, AME 30. All right, everybody. If this is, excuse me, if this doesn't wake you up, you're not awake. So, you're listening to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And uh, when you were talking about Lake Elsinore, too, I got to remind you, uh, Sergio, that Winterfest is coming up as well. And they make sure they want us on that float again, which was so fun. So it was outstanding. And that start, it's December 2nd. I know that's a ways off, but it's really not a ways off because it's going to be here before we know it. Yeah, you got to plan for it because um, we really do have a lot of fun. And I just want to thank the entire uh, L.A. City Council and the entire city, Lake Elsinore City, um, for all they do for us and allow us to participate. Yeah, I mean, when you and I go over this, like going home, it's like a second home. Absolutely. So much so that our own Tony has made it his personal home. That's where he lives. So, um, yeah, like Elsinore for the win, always. Uh, like I said, you know, we go there. I was there last Saturday having a blast, simply a blast. Great city, great people. And um, I think it's one of the best-kept secrets they were calling it, but I don't think it's a secret anymore because that city is growing and the investment that the city makes in their own city is just amazing because you can see it. Yeah. You know, a lot of times you see all, the, you see all these, these uh, edicts that go out and tell we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And they never do anything. Here, they do it. Okay, they do it. You see it. Okay, from, you know, fixing the, the streets to fixing this, the investment in uh, Main on Main Street, uh, the festivals, um, they really get the community involved, and it really it really pays off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and when you go to the lake too, you can see it there. Um, I remember going to the lake. I, I raced boats for a while, and I remember uh, there was nobody at that lake other than people that were racing boats and. It's always crowded now. The shores are always there. There's always somebody fishing. They're always out there. And, you know, they still have a 150-mile-an-hour speed zone. They got so many things that you can do out there now. And, and it is, it's a pleasure to be out there. And like you said, the, the people and the, uh, uh, all the city councils and everybody, the, the mayor, they're all great people. So yeah. enough of that. Um, you know, and, and then the crowded part, I think, is it, it, really – Depends where you go. I mean, there's always a spot that you can post up on that there's nobody there. Uh, we've got a lot of water, which has opened up a lot of new structure. Because there's two keys to catching fish at Lake Elsinore: structure and bite on. We always say that. <laughs> That's it. I know. Attractions are just unbelievable. Okay, so uh, they stock. They have a stocking program that includes largemouth bass, catfish, bluegill. Uh, crappie, they've put in red-eared red uh, sunfish, I mean, uh, wipers, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Constant investment in the lake and with a lot of water. So get get on it, 
go have some fun. And you know what? If you don't have a boat, don't worry about it. Go over to JT's Rentals. We've used them a lot, and they have everything from paddle boards, jet skis, to, you know, pontoons and center consoles. Just get one of them, spend a day on the lake. It really is an amazing thing. Okay, the only thing is that, believe it, they go clockwise, right, in the rotation. Right. Don't go the wrong way. <laughs> That's true. Okay? You and Steve, don't. it's the only natural lake in Southern California, correct? Uh, yes, that is correct. Everything else is, wait for it, a reservoir. Right. Yeah. It's often mentioned that Southern California is a desert. We don't have lakes here. I, I actually had somebody argue with me the other day that there were other Southern California lakes, and I said, I want you to go online and prove it. And once they came back, they said, you're right, Lake Elsinore is... Well, and there, there are obviously some ponds. Exactly. Uh, but- and, and, and people think, that, I mean, Big Bear Lake is artificial. It's a reservoir. But it was built really a long time ago. There's no one left alive that remembers when there was no Big Bear Lake. <laughs> right. But it's still a reservoir. It is. Um, okay. I want to get back to, uh, there's something I need to ask Steve and Sergio here. Um, we had some changes in depth and stuff on rock fishing and, and so on and so on. And I'd like to hit on that before we go into the second hour. And Danny, because then we'll get back to tuna. Is that okay with you gentlemen? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's start with uh, Steve. Uh, we had some rule changes on depth now for rockfish, or just... Well, not only rule changes, um, they also had some species changes. Right. Um, but the short version is you can't fish for rockfish less than 300 feet. Now, you know, for, for those of us that have been around a while, uh, Ron, Ron, um, uh, we're used to be, oh, you can't fish too deep. You know, you might catch... Uh, this, that, or the other restricted species, so you can only fish shallow. Well, it's turnabout is uh, turnabout is not fair play, and now you can only fish deeper than 300 feet. Right. And there are also, and you're going to have to just look this up online because I don't have the list here, um, but there's, a, uh, there's about a half a dozen species of rockfish you cannot possess. Um, now, the, 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 the species of rockfish that you would typically catch in shallow water, and so this is kind of one of the ways they make sure that you don't catch them in shallow water, then go out in deep and go, oh, well, they just bit my hook, uh, what can I do? And so uh, there's about a half a dozen of those, including your favorite, Ron, the famous chucklehead copper rockfish, and there's a couple others that you can't have at all. So uh, as they always say, check the regulations carefully, but it's a deep water deal, and... Um, uh, you know, especially now in the fall when we, some days we get out there offshore, we get some really nice days. Uh, it's the perfect time to explore the fine art of slow pitch jigging, which is light tackle fishing for deep water rock cod. And for the old timers, that, that's like an oxymoron. It doesn't seem to be possible. But, um, and, and maybe sometime in the, in the winter when we have nothing else to talk about, we can do a whole show on it. But, uh, Slow pitch jigging, catching rock cod in 500, 600, 700 feet of water on essentially, sur- not, not exactly the same, but more or less something equivalent to Sergio's bass rod. Um, it's pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I would also say this. Um, I would actually recommend uh, an investment in some of these electric reels, okay, because... 
uh, quite honestly, you're going to go down so, you know, 600, 700 feet now that you can and explore some new, I mean, new areas that, that hasn't been fished in years. Um, two hooks, <laughs> 600 feet, that's a long way to go. You put on a, uh, electric reel makes your life a lot easier. I know some people say, well, that's not fishing. Well, you know, whatever you want to call it. Okay, but 600 feet is a lot of turning the handle. So for slow pitch chick, I get it. Uh, but Ron, I mean, you, when we were on, uh, the Black Pearl out of Morro Bay. Yep. And I handed you the, the electric reel. What'd you think? I went out and bought one. <laughs> Yeah, we got exactly. we got about two minutes left. So, um, yeah, uh, out of Verges and, and and up that way, you know that that's rockfish heaven. And um, I don't mind rock fishing when you catch big rockfish. It's just when you catch these little things, um, you know. But um, electric reels are the way to go, people, especially for us old ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it right, makes Steve. Your life a lot easier. Hey, uh, you know what? <laughs> I've fished this deep at 700 feet, and, and and again, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on this, but the trick to all of the trick to making it work is light braid. So yeah. typically when I'm fishing that deep, I'm using a 20-pound braid and sometimes occasionally even 15-pound braid. Now, bear also in mind that the labels these days don't really mean that much, that that almost any of the modern brands of braid. Uh, I use the Berkley X9, but there's plenty of other extra thin ones. Uh, they'll over-test from whatever the label says, anywhere from 25 to 50%. So if I say 20-pound braid, you know, people are like, oh, my God, I won't be able to bring in a link on if I hook one. Yes, you will. Because the actual breaking strength of the 20-pound is 37 pounds. Right. So, uh, but the trick is to the whole thing is to, I mean, and it is thin. It is like sewing thread. So that allows, and again, the depth changes the rules, the laws change. But the hook rules didn't change. Okay. It only uh, two hooks. we got to go to break again. And then we're also we're going to come back with the sheriff. But also, um, um, well, we just lost him. Uh, hope uh, Captain. Uh, okay. So we'll come back with. Uh, Don Ashley and Danny Jackson, uh, the sheriff. So uh, this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA, and we'll be right back. Come to Morongo Casino Resort and Spa and feel the thunder. The Morongo Band of Mission Indians and the Morongo Casino Resort and Spa are proud to present the 32nd Annual Thunder and Lightning Powwow, September 22nd through 24th. An entire week of the free family entertainment and a celebration of Native American food, crafts, and culture. All singers, dancers, and drums are welcome in the shadow of Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Exit Morongo Trail off the I-10. Great news, Angels fans. The popular Angels Express train service is coming back next season. Brought to you by OCTA and Metrolink. Angels Express lets you skip traffic, celebrate on the train with fellow fans, and arrive stress-free to the game. That's more time for home runs and hot dogs. The Angels Express fan train drops you off within walking distance to the Big A from Anaheim Station. To learn more about next year's service, visit angelsexpress.net. Angels baseball is less than five hours here on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA. Orange County, Los Angeles, and Inland Empire. 
The following is a paid program. Opinions expressed are those of the program sponsors and not necessarily the views of AMA 30 KLAA, its owners or management. Any and all on-air promotions broadcast during paid programming are the sole responsibility of the show owner and not the responsibility of AMA 30 KLAA. Welcome back to our number two with more fishing, more hunting, and more adventures on Angler Chronicles. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio M830 KLAA. And you know what this music means, right, Sergio? Okay, but I want to do something. Danny, go ahead and cue Danny up. Good morning, Mr. Yeah. Jackson. And, yeah, uh, but, good morning, everybody. Okay, if you could hold on just a second. We also have Captain Don Ashley from Pierpoint Landing. Go ahead and cue him up. And good morning, Don Ashley. And go um, enter Miami. Yes, you're right. You're right. Go enter Miami. Get messy. He's a little bit banged up, but they're still a great team. Yeah, so uh, what is? Uh, tell us what's going on with the Enterprise. I was looking at your fish count stuff. Pretty impressive. Well, they're still doing a combination. They start up in the morning on the deep water rock cod. Excuse me, and it's really been excellent. And uh, they get everybody a bag full of fish. And then the tuna are close by to where they're fishing. And then they spend the rest of the day looking, regretfully, mostly looking at the tuna. Huge schools of tuna, big volume close by. And occasionally they get lucky to catch a few. One day they had 12, one day they had 10. Most days they have one or two, and some days they don't have any, but... You know, there's a lot of them out there, and, uh, you know, they're bluefin. They they don't really bite. It's not that they're finicky. They're just not really biting that well. But it's, uh, it's good fishing. They go every day at 6 o'clock in the morning and uh, bring your deep water stuff and, uh, you know, and also be ready for the tuna and have a nice day. Sergio, got any questions? I can barely hear them, but... Um I, I just think that the fishing is phenomenal, and at home, like I said, just like Rick said, you just got to be prepared. I mean, just recently we went on a three-quarter. Who would have expected we get thirty tuna for fifteen guys? It's pretty amazing. So, uh, just yeah, just be prepared for whatever comes our way. The water temperature is ready, okay, for us to have just you know a, a wide variety from uh, you know small yellowtail, dorado, tuna. Everything's inviting, so. Just like be prepared, be prepared. It's not, it's, it's not like it used to be. It, it's going to be like you know. In fact, um, Don says it all the time. These are the good old days, okay. And it's only going to get better. So, be prepared. So, uh, how's the city of uh, Long Beach doing, Danny? Don? Uh, he's going out. He goes every day at ten o'clock in the morning, and he's been because of the new depth on the rock fishing. He's been starting off in the shallow water, fishing the sculpin and whitefish and some calico bass and all. And then he goes out and fishes in the deep water. You can't have deep water fishing when you come back in the shallow water. So anyway, it's been really, really good fishing for him. And again, the weather's been fantastic. And like I tell everybody, started way back in April. This is the best time of year to go fishing in Southern California. The best weather, the best fishing. And uh, they both 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 go ahead out every day right now winter schedule probably will be for another week or two i just want one thing with sergio it's not like the good old days sergio it's better there's a more volume of bluefin than whenever you know it's long line or danny jackson I remember when we were little kids there's bluefin but not in this volume so 
things are coming back, and uh, we give them a chance. It's, uh, it's, it's good fishing, and it's going to go on again, and I don't see, even on the long range, you don't see any big winter storms. That's usually what turns it, not a hurricane, but a storm coming down the coast, and that's what usually rolls the water over and makes everything start going back south again. So you still got plenty of time. Yeah, I was gonna. I was gonna ask yeah. you that. So this year, you see, you you think it's gonna last a lot longer? Well, at least for another couple of weeks or so, because like yeah. I say, the long range weather forecast. There's no, you know, storm coming down the coast. You know, everything we have is still if there and there's any isn't even any hurricanes on the horizon. So we're like in a lull, which is the very best, and which makes fishing so good here and the weather so good in the fall. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Um, how do we get a hold of you, and how do we book a trip? And Well, everything's pretty much online. We do take walk-ins, but everything's online. You go to pierpoint.net and book your trip on there. I want to throw on there. We had our kids fish free weekdays during the summertime, and they're so successful that people have asked to extend it. So the enterprise and the city are still taking one child per one paid adult on weekdays. And that's going to go on at least for another two or three weeks. So kids that are on school, you know, different school tracks and uh, different sessions are on vacation, and parents can still take them out. And it's uh, worked out really good. Obviously, and the loads are real light, too, right now. So bring a kid or out and go fishing and go to PeerPoint.net and uh, book a trip and come on out. Okay, so now this includes our um, – we'll talk about our soccer segment here. So, Sergio, go ahead. Well, my only concern is his injury, not so much for the Inter-Miami, but for the Argentina world team. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully the injury is not as bad as it could be, okay, and he gets back to to playing very soon. Agreed, Don? I agree. You know, he's uh, in his long, illustrious career, he's a very small person. And he is just amazingly durable in his long career. He's really never had that many injuries like a lot of other players. Because he, he, he gets beat up. Mm-hmm. He's the target for the other team. And it's amazing. I mean, if you read the reports, it's an old injury, scar tissue tear, yada, yada, yada. I have no idea what all that means. But hopefully it's just a little blurb and he's always bounced back. So go Argentina, go enter Miami. Well, I, I, I can't believe I'm going to say this in front of Sergio, but I've actually been following Inter-Miami because I've never seen where one person can turn a team around in that quickly. So uh, it kind of got me interested, plus how great the uh, World Cup was. Uh, that, that final game was fantastic. Uh, so I kind of see what you guys get into, but uh, it's still a great time to take a nap. Oh, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> So, but uh, Donnie, thank you very much. I know Danny's on the line. You want to say hi to him? And Danny, you got anything? No, I yeah, just Danny. want to say good morning. Good morning, Don. You know, I, uh, I, I hear you on the radio a lot. I'm not sure that I ever met you. I do know your sons, uh, Jamie and Richie, and, of course, they're running Long Beach uh, Bait Company, Nachos Barge. So I run into to those men uh, occasionally down there in Long Beach. But good morning, Don. Good morning, Danny. Yeah, you and I are the the old timers, and we can remember. Well, thank God we can remember <laughs> way back when. But uh, yeah, and uh, say hi to your son. He's a great fisherman too, and I know you have some wonderful grandchildren. And everybody go fishing yeah. and 
Be safe this weekend. God bless. All right. All, all right, right Don. You day. too, bud. All right. All th- right. Well, Sheriff, you're on. So, good morning, Sheriff. Well, good morning, Sergio. And, you know, I, I hope you guys get into those big toonies today, you know. I, I, I heard you talking about... I heard you talking about my old buddy uh, Kit McNair. You know, we the tournament director there for this tournament. I I um, go back a long way with Kit McNair, of course, and Los Borachos, Marty Burge, Don Southerd, and others, and did a lot of work with those guys back in the '90s, early 2000s, in East Cape and La Paz, Western Outdoor News, Pat McDonald. So I go I go back a long ways with Kit, but. You see him uh, this weekend. You say hello to him for uh, what what they used to call me down there in East Cape, video master. All the Mexicans call me that. I don't know why, but but anyway, uh, anyways. Uh, I also uh, before I get to the show here, uh, Sergio, I wanted to thank uh, Jonathan Oliver um, uh, Skinner for his uh, help. You know. Because um, last Saturday, Mariachi Fest, for his hospitality, you know, it was just wonderful. You know, Terry and I went out there with you, Sergio, in uh, Storm Stadium, like you said, over 4,000 people. And the music was just outstanding. And, and, the, and our table was right up, like you said, right up next to the stage. Anyway, we, we had a ball. We had a ball. And uh, so I just wanted to mention that. I also want to give a shout-out, uh, Sergio, if I may, to Paul Hayes. You know, uh, last Thursday night I had an opportunity to attend uh, one of their meetings at the Harbor Rod and Reel Club there at Huntington Harbor Yacht Club. Oliver Solis, our good friend with, and his uh, team from Fishing Syndicate, was there, gave a little uh, piece there about the, hit, the rods, the history of the rods and how to use them. It was it was really fun. So, anyway, Sergio, I hope I hope you guys get them today. I'm just uh, uh, pulling for you. Yeah, we're, we're doing everything we possibly can. So, I got Ben Secret as our secret weapon here, and uh, hopefully, we'll make it happen. Yeah, well, we hope so. You know that you're right, though. 89 degree water. That's you know you might say, well, that, that sounds, sounds good. good no, that that's a little warm. I know, and and. We had that once in a while in Panama, 89, 90-degree water, and it... And it well, it, I, had a good, it, I had a good conversation with Ben, and Ben was telling me what's going on in Florida. Same problem they have. I mean, Florida's actually reached almost 100 degrees, and it's yeah. like just not good for, for sea life. Now, I, I, no. I just want to describe what I'm looking at right now. I'm on the, on the dock here by one of the restaurants in front of our room looking at all the boats. People are beginning to load up. The sunrise is absolutely breathtaking, okay? I'm telling you, this is just gorgeous. So whatever happens today, it's all good. It's all good. You know, that's like I said, a lot of teams, um, good vibe in the air, okay? And like I said, we've got a, a bit of a secret weapon in this guy called Ben Seacrest from Accurate. So um, hopefully we can make it happen. Well, make okay. sure you take care of my little buddy, okay? Oh, uh, Ben's telling me that Florida is, is up to 95 degrees in Key West. All right, so, you know, so that's... Actually, you know what? Ben, say good morning. Good morning. Hi, Ben. 
<laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> I got I got bookends. I got one holding the phone and one over there. Jeez Louise! <laughs> and this is what happens when we just we're just waking up. I mean, it's time to go. I've got to start walking down to the boat. Shotgun is at seven a.m. and uh, we you know we have the same time with you guys. So um, I start heading down. I will tell you this: Mi sueño is flying the Anger Chronicles fly. I can see it from here. With cool. The logo now on the side of the boat. So, yeah, it, it's kind of neat, you know, that we're well represented and we're, again, Anger Chronicles is very well known here, which is which is great. So, um, I'm probably, I'm going to try to walk down there with you guys on the phone, but if I lose you, I'll just, you know, I'll lose you, okay? But anyway, Danny, what's on TV tomorrow? Well, let's talk about that. Okay, I'm, hang on, Danny. Here. Hold on, guys. Yeah. We got to go to break. Okay, so okay, <laughs> sorry about that. Perfect timing. I'll be here. Okay, this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA, and we'll be right back. Angels Radio, AM 830. Looking for the ultimate outdoor recreational experience? Look no further than the city where we dream extreme. Lake Elsinore, home of the new Launch Point Recreation Destination and RV Park. Experience next-level camping with the best amenities available. Full hookup sites, vintage trailers, themed yurts, a swimming pool, splash pad, outdoor dining, and a spacious community hall. Adventure starts here. Reserve your spot. For more information, follow Launch Point on Facebook and Instagram. Relax, play, stay at launch-point.com. Freedom Boat Club, Huntington Harbor, San Pedro, Redondo Beach, Marina Del Rey. Live a hassle-free boating experience, enjoying the very best sport fishing in all of Southern California. Center consoles, pilot houses, bow riders, duffies, and much more. Freedom Boat Club, from Ventura to San Diego, plus more than 350 locations worldwide. Call 657-845-2930. That's 657-845-2930. Or cruise to freedomboatclub.com for details. Hi, I'm Captain Dave Marciano, and how would you like the freshest local New England seafood shipped to you overnight? No running around from store to store to find what you like. We have it here at AngelicaSeafoods.com. Everything from tuna, haddock, cod, clams, lobsters, scallops, we have it all. The finest seafood overnight to your door anywhere in the continental U.S. AngelicaSeafoods.com. Angels Radio, AM 830. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830, KLAA. And uh, Danny, go ahead and let us know what's on TV. Well, okay, well, we're going to run tomorrow, 830 tomorrow, mor- 830 tomorrow morning, Valley Sports West. Battle of the Branches, uh, Ron, that's, of course, you're, you're on that trip, Sergio, uh, representing mm-hmm. the Army, of course. And we had uh, uh, five boats. I wrote the boats down here. I hope I got them right. Ocean Odyssey, Jig Strike, Legend, Excalibur, Top Gun 80. Of course, and the, uh, that's five boats for five branches of the Armed Forces, Army, Navy, Marine Corps, Air Force, and Coast Guard. Of course, I, I missed that trip. Had I been there, I would have been on the Navy boat. I don't. I, I know they didn't win, but uh, I, I wish I'd have been there. Anyway, uh, it's for veterans and uh, active duty uh, military. 
course, the Gold Star families were represented there, and, of course, that's very important. But uh, that show will air tomorrow morning, uh, uh, Ron and, and uh, Sergio, 8.30, and that, it's a great episode. Sir, uh, Ron, you were there, so you know about that. So One of the before, biggest uh, honors biggest honors I've ever had of being allowed to be on there. Yeah, well, it, it it was uh it was a good trip and good for everybody. Uh but before I sign off here, I just especially want to... for Army, we won. Especially for well, Army. I know we you won. did. I I was waiting for you. Yeah, that's what that I was waiting you. for it as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay. Well, you know, no, you know the what, Army you Navy. know what's great about that? You know what's great about that? We have these veterans that come back, PTSD, um wounded veterans. And then to have the Gold Star families, that was like, like that was the icing on the cake, you know? I mean, that was like able to take a family who lost uh, a loved one to one of these stupid wars and just to show them a good time and it just, just to say, hey, we appreciate you, you know? And yeah, like I always say, of course, we always say, you know, Sergio, we say thank Sergio you. Sergio yeah. with an adult team, and I just want to mention that I came in second with a ten-year-old gold star partner. Just want to say. Okay, but you know, there's always got to be a number two, bro. <laughs> oh, wow! Wow! Bump, bump, woo! You like that? No. You like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was pretty what, good. What do they call? <laughs> what do they call second place? What do they call second? First place? loser. Thank you very much. No, 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 listen. Nobody lost on that one. Yeah, absolutely. That. There's no losses in a, a nice, a great event like that ever. Just incredibly. Yeah. Okay, so. Yeah, it, right, it's guys. a good episode. I just, I, one last thing, uh, Ron and Sergio, I'll, I don't, Ron, I'm, I'm not sure you're going to make it to our breakfast meeting. I hope you can. It's a Mel's Diner, Fountain Valley at 730. But I will represent um, Angler Carnicles there this morning. Looking forward to seeing Don and Ron and Paul and the gang. So I, I, um, anyway. I will try my best to get there. Uh, but I actually, I, I had taken a pain pill and it started to kick. And I'll probably be sitting around here for a few minutes later. So I'll let, I'll <laughs> let you know. I'll let you know. Okay, that's that's very good. Well, you guys have a great weekend, and Sergio have a great tournament today, and we'll be pulling for you guys. Yeah, well, then, Danny, I stay, and we do the shoe giveaway, you know, the Fishers of Men's shoe giveaway. So I ship uh, Ben out tomorrow, and then Rhonda arrives tomorrow, and then we go another week, and we do the uh, shoe giveaway, which is such a staple here in Southern California, and, excuse me, in Los Angeles, East Bay. I mean, people are already talking about it. They're waiting. We've got, uh, my understanding, over 7,000 pairs of brand-new shoes to give away. So, And amazing amounts of AFCO shirts and a lot of things we'll be giving away to the needy and the poor here. So looking forward to that next round. Yeah, no, it's always... Well, that's good. You know, yep. Sergio, you can't get enough of the Eastcape, especially at the Van Warmer Resorts. So good for you. I'm glad you're down there for another week for the shoe giveaway. And, you know, we'll get a, uh, a couple of good episodes out of all this. So looking forward to that. Well, as I'm, walking, as I'm walking from my room to the boat, all I see is a drone up in the air. I see John filming at the same time. Uh, it's, just, it's just amazing. It's just simply amazing. Oh, yeah. Beautiful sunrise, you know. And, um, hey, 
it's, it is almost like a home away from home now. So, okay, yeah. like I said, it's cheer oh. where everybody knows your name. <laughs> <laughs> Super friendly people. Super friendly. They are. That's good. Well, I'm going to sign off here, Ron and Sergio and Steve Carson. And uh, you guys, everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you at Mel's Diner here at 730. You got it, All right, you got it. All right, see you guys. Have a good one. All right. I I can hear you walking, Sergio, because you're kind of huffing and puffing, so it's pretty funny. Are you there yet? It's a long walk (laughs) through the sand, bro. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm making my hair as tight as I can. Okay. (laughs) I'm navigating here. So it's all, but it's all good. You know what I mean? mean, mean, How many shows do you see that you're actually talking to the guy who's in the East Cape with you, and you're actually getting the play by play? And soon you're going to hear a little bit of a roar of people here because they're all talking, getting on their boats. You should probably start to hear some motors here pretty shortly. And, uh, yeah, we'll just get on our boat. And we got a 38-foot blackfin. Uh, we're going to go. Cool. Go give it a shot. Yeah, that, go that's what I like about our show. Is it's, it's not scripted, and we do a play-by-play live on the water. You know, Rick and all those people down at the East Cape. Love it. Just absolutely yeah. love it. In fact, you know, I, met, I mentioned uh, Fishers and Men. Uh, we got a Taco Tuesday this Tuesday, right? Uh, no, we do not. It has been canceled because we were all supposed to be down there. Um, there is no, 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 but I, I heard. Okay, all right. So I, I would just say uh, move with caution because my understanding is that they were going to have it anyway. Okay. So, uh, well, I've already told. Um, okay, we'll we'll discuss that off. But I'm going to announce it over yeah. the air. It is canceled because I told Michael it is canceled. So nobody oh, okay. nobody informed me that they were going to try to have it. So. Um, okay. All right, we'll figure that along the way. You yes. We'll put something up. If they, if they do decide to do it, let me know. I'll post something. Okay. So that people know what's going on. Okay. Uh, if I can get in touch with Michael, and I'll say this over the air, if I can get in touch with Michael and he can get the help there, uh, and then we'll go ahead and hold it. Okay. Okay. Sounds great. Sounds great. Boy, I wish you guys <clears throat> could see what I'm looking at. Boat after boat after boat. We got uh, the wives here waving to all their. Uh, significant others as they boat, load the boat. I'm on the end of the ramp here. Just like this is this is going to be awesome. This is going to be awesome. The energy is so high here, so so high. So, all right. So um, again, if I lose you, you know why. I'm going to be jumping on the boat here. Real okay, short. I'm going to go okay. ahead. Uh, Steve Carson, do you want to introduce this uh, young man? Um, go ahead and queue up Logan. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, just about to be on the air is uh, my able replacement. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry to say I was so ably replaced. Last weekend I was not able to answer the bell for our three-day Penn Fishing University trip on the, uh, on the searcher. And I knew that young Logan Flaxington <clears throat> was going to be on board the boat anyway, fishing with his dad and his brother, um, He's well experienced with with our events, and he's well experienced on the searcher. And I figured, you know, I'm not going to be able to go. He can handle it, and uh, he definitely handled uh, not only being the host of the trip, handing out the prizes, checking on people, helping everyone out. Um, he helped his own family out. He had his younger brother out there with him, who caught his biggest tuna of his life. His younger brother did. Uh, as well as 
catching a lot of fish on his own. So um, uh, somehow he met up with Sergio back in the day at the at the uh, Olive Crest event, and uh, I'm just going to let Logan uh, come on the air. Welcome, Logan. Good morning, guys. Good morning, Logan. So tell us about what you uh, very capably took over for Steve. Yeah, I just want to say again, thank you, Steve, for giving me the opportunity to going out there and kind of stepping into your shoes. It was a huge opportunity. I was glad I was able to do it. I felt like I was able to teach a bunch of the passengers a little bit of new information they might have not seen before. And at the end of the day, we all caught fish, so it worked out just fine. Well, yeah, you caught fish. Tell him, it's funny, he was messaging me from the water. I was barely conscious. He was messaging me from the water um, as they moved toward their limit of bluefin tuna. And what was that? What was that number of bluefin tuna that you caught, Logan? The, the whole boat, I mean. For myself or for the boat itself? For the whole boat. How many did the boat catch? Uh, around 165 bluefin tuna. And these fish were all between 40 and 100 pounds. Wow. How's that, Ron? That's that's pretty impressive, man. Were you tired? <laughs> it it was definitely a long couple of days after that. It's like these fish were doing that nighttime steam they've been doing for the last couple of years. So that involved a little bit of rest throughout the day just to prep for the nighttime steam. And and with all that tuna, I'm sure your friends are all happy. Oh yeah, the neighbors come running when they <laughs> they see it. Fresh yeah. fish. Wow. So, uh, what uh, what was the number one? I'm sure you, <clears throat> with the fish ranging from 40 to over 100, you you had all kinds of technique. What was the uh, uh, best uh, three rods that you were using in uh, reels? On this trip in particular, um, the three rods I recommend having the most were a 40 pound setup, a 60 pound setup, and then your 100 pound setup. All throughout the trip, these fish bit 40-pound fly line and sinker rig, surprisingly, super well. I mean, I don't think I don't think I felt too overgunned fishing these fish on 40 pounds, and I don't think they were too line shy enough to for to make a difference. So I and for a lot of the grade of this fish, 40 pound was perfect because you weren't getting chewed off, and you could still get them to the boat in a decent amount of time. So it worked out perfect on that front. Cool. Okay, so what, what kind of jigs? What kind of jigs were they biting, Logan? What, what which jigs <clears throat> were they favoring? That that's one of those hard questions to answer, Steve. I mean, the fish were biting. That was at the end of the day. That was the number one thing. They bit any type of flat, any type of small jig you could get down to the required depth. Normally, you were bit. I mean. For, for me personally, I fished a lot of 80 gram Colt sniper style goods that night this trip. And okay. Hey, Logan. Hey, hey, Logan. Yeah. Uh, Steve, hang on, guys. We got to go to a break. So, this is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio AM 830 KLAA, and we'll be right back. Angels Radio. AMA 30. 
Lytle Screen Printing in Huntington Beach, where quality and service are everything since 1989. Screen printing, embroidery, digital printing, Lytle does it all. Shop their extensive line of apparel and headwear or bring in your own for customization. A few embroidered shirts or thousands of printed t-shirts, Lytle has you covered. No order is too big or small. Mention Angler Chronicles and they will waive your setup fees for your first order. You can find them on the web at lysphb.com or call 714-969-2424. Lytle Screen Printing, where all your needs are met. Hello, I'm Chef Bree, head chef for Carne de Teresa, and it's my goal to make you a chef in your own kitchen. I've created the perfect and most delicious seasonings to go on top of our pollo asado and pollo adobado. And our Carne de Teresa salvadoreño sausage is perfect for breakfast or dinner. Carne de Teresa is always hand-cut, hand-seasoned, and hand-packed right here in Southern California. You can find our delicious Carne de Teresa products at your local Albertsons, Food for Less, Ralph's, and Smart and & Final. Let Carne de Teresa make you a chef in your own kitchen. Visit CarneDeTeresa.com for recipes and more. Remember, when fishing, practice CPR. Catch, photograph, and release, and always eat more Carne de Teresa. This is Teresa. Carne de Teresa is a proud sponsor of Angler Chronicles and Olive Crest. I got a garage full of fishing tackle, and every time I get out on the water, I realize I forgot something important. But I never forget my life jacket. I make sure my buddies wear theirs, too. Save the ones you love. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 830. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM 830 KLAA. And uh, we have lost Sergio. So, Steve, Logan. Well, you know, conti- uh, we've lost Sergio before. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And we can we can function just fine. And in fact, yeah, I agree. I still that hoping that he that he was able to hold on over the break. Uh, Logan Flaxington, who filled in for me uh, on the three day trip on the searcher that I unfortunately could not make. Um, uh, he had a few more tricks, both to do with uh, uh, sinker rigs for bluefin and try, and and just how to present the jigs for bluefin for nighttime fishing. If he's still on there. Um, it would be great if you wanted to share that information because, as you, as we heard in the earlier segment, they only caught 155 bluefin on the trip, and of course, I was not there. Um, so, I would love it if Logan shared that information with everybody. Yeah, so thank you, Steve. Um, yeah, regarding the jigs, when we got on the boat, we had a, I want to say, new captain, but he's been there for most of the season now, Captain Jason. He did a phenomenal job running the overall trip and just making everyone comfortable and catching fish. And he informed us that the fish were biting straight tied small lures, which is something I have never seen before for this nighttime fishing. I mean, when you talk nighttime fishing, you're talking 200-pound bite leaders with 400-gram knife jigs normally, not 80-gram colt snipers tied to 50-pound mono. But he told us to try that, and... It worked. I mean, by by the end of night one, we had over 100 fish on the deck, which was absolutely, like, unexpected and phenomenal. Wow. Um, what, okay, so... And, 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 of course, Sergio would have missed all of it because he doesn't fish at night. Well, 
You know what? I, I got I got to stick up for him. In the last two trips, he was fishing at night. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think he had to fish that because I had hurt my back, and on, I went on the trip anyways, and I, I, that was a mistake and a half. But um, he had to make up for that night fishing because I wasn't there. Of course, Rhonda was up. But, uh, guys, and once again, repeat it. If you think you're winding fast, wind faster. So go ahead, Logan. Yeah, to add on to that, these fish were reactive to just about everything as well. One issue that a lot of anglers did have was there was a lot of loss of tackle. Whether these fish were being nighttime fish and taking off in weird ways, or you would get stuck under the boat, or just bending out and breaking off hooks on your jigs, there was there was enough casualties that it, it made it difficult for a couple minutes there. So, so I think if I had one piece of advice to add, just try to find stronger stock hooks for your smaller jigs if you plan on going out within the next week or two. Yeah, there's no better brand, in my opinion, than the owner hooks, um, replacement hooks or the STX. So that's that's where you need to go, and you'd have to size the uh, um, hook up to the uh, whatever you're replacing it with. But how about you, Steve? Well, yeah, the way I look at it, and you're correct, the owner ST66 treble right. hook, not just any old treble hook, the owner ST66, and yep. you might get a little sticker shock when you go into your local tackle store and go, ah! But, you know, what? What's it, how much have you spent, how much time and effort have you spent on catching tuna? And it, kind of my general rule is whatever size hook, factory hook the lure comes with, go up one size in the ST66. So... Uh, you know, and again, the hook size is very a lot on the factory uh, lures. Uh, they might be anything from a one or a one o to as much as a a two o or a three o, and you just go up one. And uh, um, the one thing about the dart type lures, uh, all of them, and there's a bunch of brands, and there's a bunch of sizes from 50 grams to 400 grams. All of them get more bites with treble hooks on them. They what? Whether they swim better, whether they look better to the fish, I don't really know. Um, but I can definitively say that you will get more bites. And in particular, with that that 100 gram size, that's very popular. I happen to like the Williamson Gomames. I'll put a picture of those up here in a minute on uh, Friends of Angler Chronicles. But uh, again, there's there's a dozen different brands, and there's you know five dozen different colors. Uh, that 100 gram size is kind of your default. And on that one, I like the 2.0 size Owner ST66. Right. Um, go ahead and cue Sergio back up. He's back. He's back. But yeah, um, yeah no, I, I actually I had to hang up to get on the on the boat. Okay. But um, I'm on the boat now on top of the bridge, um, looking out. All the boats are almost ready. Again, seven o'clock in the morning is the gunshot, and everybody starts just rolling. We've got the okay. drone up in the air, checking all this beauty out. Beautiful sunrise. I mean, it's just amazing. Well, you so, missed. Uh, um, forward to... Go ahead. What I missed. Uh, you I miss? missed Logan talking here uh, about his trip on the searcher, and um, uh, I, I had saw, a cl- tell him I saw the photos. I yeah, saw the we photo. saw the photos, and they caught over 155 bluefin. So that's pretty impressive. And um, but I did have a question, Logan. Um, I know Steve asked you about the uh, uh, jigs and stuff, but I want to know about the uh, sinker rig. Um, what? Let's hear it. Tell us, did they work? Because that's what you were talking about earlier. So, yeah. So 
on the trip, on the first night of the trip, we got we stopped on our first school of fish, and it turned into one of these sundowner bites. I mean, it wasn't wide open, but we were hanging two to four fish at any given moment. So that's always a nice start to a trip. But as the sun started going down, people started switching from fly line gear over to their small lures. But the small lures weren't being bit, even though we were still marking a lot of fish around. So I decided, I mean, in the past years, sinker rig has always been a go-to method. There's nothing saying it doesn't work now. Just, just people don't try it as much now. But I decided to um, do the old rubber band sinker rig method, and I attached a six-ounce weight, and I just dropped down a sardine slowly through the water column. And while everyone was inside eating dinner, I hooked four fish and was able to hand three of the four off. So it's like the method works. You just have to fish the right way, whether it's dropping the bait down slowly so it's not fouling itself up in the line or just winding up the bait slowly. So you're just working that whole water column. Cool. Sergio, got any questions? No, no, no. Like I said, I, I know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. We've been doing this for a few months now. And you did like like we talked earlier with Rick, you just gotta be prepared for everything, you know. You gotta bring sinker rigs, you gotta bring night jigs, and when you bring your night jigs, you gotta make sure you have all the right uh sizes. Okay? Uh, you can't just go with, you know, uh small ones. You gotta have some heavy ones, you gotta have some medium sized ones, you gotta have some light ones. I would also throw in some cold snipers, there's some mega baits in there. Those are working really good as well, and you got to have a sinker rig. And if you do the sinker rig, make sure, guys, you have the right weight. Okay, Logan, what size? Uh, how many ounces were you using on your weight? On this trip, we didn't need any heavier than eight ounces. Okay, yeah, but I've, I've gone as high as twenty ounces, sixteens, twenties. Uh, sometimes you need to get down there, especially at night. But um, it's, it's whatever it takes to get big. Once you get bit, then we'll figure out the rest, okay? But you've got to get bit first in order to land a fish. So it's whatever it takes. The other thing I think, I don't know if you guys covered this, smaller hooks seems to be the key, okay? And uh, with smaller hooks, you've got to be careful, all right? So it's very easy for them to swallow that hook, and then um, they, they bite you off. You know, you do a nice, long, hard fight, and then the last minute they bite you off. Yeah. Uh, but here's why we recommend circle hooks. Okay, I'm not a huge circle hook guy. I like J-hooks, but like I always said, and if the fish are over 80, 80 and above, you got to have a circle hook. you got to have a circle hook. And remember, you do not set the hook on a circle hook. Just just let it come tight, and then lift up your rod and start cranking, and you got the fish. And hopefully you've got them in the corner of the mouth as they're designed. But just because it's a circle hook, it does not guarantee that it's going to be in the corner of the mouth. So fight them carefully, get them to the boat, put them on the boat, and hopefully it's your personal best. I agree. So, uh, Logan, did you catch anything else other than tuna? Uh, on our final day of the trip, we had a we spent our last day um, patty hopping, and we put on probably about a half dozen Dorado for the trip. But other than that, oh, and we had a couple yellowfin. But other than that, that was pretty much the trip. The local yellowfin, Dorado, yellowtail got hit hard on that Saturday, making it hard for us to go fish it that Sunday. We put a couple on the board, but nothing like the original numbers they were seeing beforehand. 
You know, one of the things, Logan, that I'm noticing is not a lot of yellowtail. You said you got some yellowtail the day before? You hit it hard? Uh, we didn't have any yellowtail in particular, but talking with the captain, and he's talking with a lot of boats throughout the fleet, and I guess the boat traffic that was down in the yellowfin kelp paddy zone was like, it was just unreal, making it hard for the yellowtail catching, like you said. All right. All right. Well, listen, again, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually, we've actually gotten in position here. I'm about, ooh, quite a bit away from the hotel. So I don't know how much longer I'm going to be able to stay with you guys. But uh going to be a shotgun right at 7. So as you end the show, Ron, it's going to be crazy. Well, okay, you, so, you know what? Uh, uh, we'll listen for it and then just keep hanging on and, you know, keep adding to what we got going here. But um, I was... Uh, Really interested at in what you do with the 155 bluefin tuna. <laughs> that is a lot of tuna. Yeah, congratulations on that, man. That's that's incredible. Appreciate it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously Steve taught you well. Yeah, yeah of he's, course. He's been I a huge impact on this tuna fishing. Thank you very little. Well, I, I know I kind of know how he feels because uh, you know I was hurt and. Um, the uh, Cl- uh, the Clemente went out, and all they wanted to do is, and sure enough, they <laughs> they hook up on tuna, and I'm not there. I so. didn't give these guys. I did not give these guys a choice. I told them we showed up for the Clemente 6 a.m. I got a total of 12 guys plus myself 13. And I looked at them. And I said, "Look, we're going tuna or bust. So if you want to go rock fishing, I'll refund your money." Okay, and they all said, no, let's go tuna fishing. I'll tell you what, we didn't get into a bite until like 9.30, and I was beginning to doubt it. All of a sudden, we metered fish. Captain says they're at 100. We started chumming. They came up to 60, up to 40. I put a bait in the water. Mike Howell got bit first. I got bit second, and it was on one single stop until about 1.30. We had 30 fish on the boat. We also got a Dorado. Beautiful, beautiful yellowfin. Steve, a, a 30, 32-pound yellowfin. We weighed them. Uh, they were all cookie cutters. I would say between uh, 28, 29 to about 35. That's a good-sized yellowfin tuna, isn't it? Yeah, local water. That's a very nice fish. Very, very it is. Nice yeah. We got into some bluefin. They were the same size. I think we had three bluefin, but the majority were all yellowfin. And pound for pound, I think the elephant fights a lot harder, a lot, lot harder. Okay, oh, so no, uh, no, no doubt about that at all. None. Yeah. And here's the sad thing: they wanted light line. They wanted light line. Twenty, twenty-five was the key. The problem with twenty is you get butt up, you know, busted off, or they bite you off. Uh, thirty. Some people got bit on thirty, but above that, very difficult to get bit. Uh, but again, every bait, if you use the right bait, I can't stress the necessity of bait selection. You've okay. got to get a bait that looks good. Hold that thought, Sergio. We'll be right back. This is Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830 KLAA. Radio. AMA 30. 
Looking for something to do today? Come check out what's new at Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Michael's was voted Orange County's best sports bar. Whether it's sports, drinks, games, or food, Michael's has something for everybody. And don't forget the wings that Michael is famous for. Michael's Sports Pub and Grill, 15192 Golden West Street, Westminster, California. Just south of the 405 Freeway, Michael's Sports Pub and Grill. Don't blink on the sink with the original hookup baits. With their patented design, the original hookup baits are built in the USA using only the highest quality of materials and owner hooks. After years of research and development, the original hookup baits have captured the profile and lifelike action causing fish to bite, whether it's in salt water or fresh water, jigging or trolling. Go to hookupbaits.com or participating tackle shops and get yours today. Remember, don't blink on the sink and practice catch, photograph and release. The perfect day is my family and I on the boat, out on the waterway. I love it. Nothing but sun, snacks, fishing, and of course, life jackets for everyone. Save the ones you love. Life jackets save lives. A message from California State Parks Division of Boating and Waterways. Angels Radio. AM 30. All right, everybody, welcome back to Angler Chronicles on Angels Radio, AM830, KLAA. And let's uh, let's wrap this up because we got some stuff we need to cover. Um, anything else, Logan, that you wanted to add or Steve? Yeah, I had one more thing. Wait a minute, hold, 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 hold on. Go ahead, Sergio. All right, well, yeah, I mean, um, again, the, the, the key here is uh, bait selection. That was key. I like don't get a red and white. Anything that has any red on the sardine is not good. And look at the sardines. You want those little lighter color sardines, okay? And the one that you can't catch, that's the one you want. And if you get one that you just can't seem to grip, that means they're cured. They're really slimy. Those are the ones you want. So uh, I would say bait selection along with everything else is going to improve your odds. So, Logan, well done on the 100-plus on the fifth. And, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to fish with you. It's been a while. And also, uh, Logan, uh, you wanted to share a, a hook tip? Yeah, I had one more thing I wanted to add. On the trip, um, the popular hooks to fish were owner Mutu size four and six hooks paired with a big cured sardine like you just talked about, Sergio. But if yeah. you found a nice yeah, big sardine, cool. one that stood out over the rest and paired it with a, like a size four circle hook, that was golden right there. All right, excellent. Well, Logan, thanks for joining us on the show. Much appreciated. And um, let's make it happen. Yep, thank you, guys. See you later. All right, excellent. Well, thanks, Steve, for bringing them on. Uh, good information there from the searcher. Um, it's all good. What do you got? In the, what do you have to wrap up with uh, there, Ron? Well, we've got the uh, a. Uh, I've got some trips that we need to get going here. Um, we have the uh, El Dorado, which, by the way, is on the tuner. I don't know if anybody saw the pictures. They caught a 190-pounder this last what, night before. Uh, uh-huh. the, the TJ's in the tuna. The El Dorado is a great platform. Uh, we do have some spots still available on the two-and-a-half day, which we will be filming, folks. So you can get it. call me at 714-969-9750. 
and get all the details from there, okay? And then, uh, like you heard uh, Rick say, the Ocean Odyssey, which is on the 25th, is sold out, but get on the waiting list. It's still plenty of time. And then we have another Fishers of Men event on the Victory in November, so we'll get to that later. Um, Yeah, let me just say this. If you don't get a chance, like, obviously the Ocean Odyssey is already sold out. But remember, the Ocean Odyssey and the El Dorado are are fishing the same waters. Exactly. you get an opportunity on the El Dorado. It's a a two-and-a-half-day. We're going to film it. Um, You get, you know, us on the boat. And, I mean, if you want to ask us questions, that's what you do. And, you know, we... Ron and I hook in hand almost every fish, and we just, we're just there to help you. And if not, just come out and have a good time, because the schools will have two rules. Number one is have fun. Number two is see rule number one. It's all about having a good time, going out there, learning something new, or if you already know it all, go catch a big, huge fish. That, that, that's very relaxed, and I always say what happens on the boat never happens. Okay, so if you need some instruction, we'll help you. We'll help you with knots. A connection, uh, whatever you need. That's what we're there for. And yeah. if you don't need it, good. Catch we a big fish. We also supply the hooks as well. And, you know, we don't leave them all laying out because we've learned a lesson the hard way on that. Uh, but remember, <laughs> when you're on our schools, ask for the hooks. And we'll usually mention it and tell you about it. But if you're not going to ask... We're not going to be laying them out there because uh, they end up kind of going away. So um, other than that, we're there for your experience. And like I want to tell you, and Steve harps on it, I harp on it, fresh line, proper gear, and and get your stuff serviced. You you can't beat it. And people, and it's like you heard the guys, they lost so many fish because they were overmatched. Um, You got to bring everything. Um, as far as, and then I'll leave the guys, you can wrap up surgeon stuff in just a second, but I will get a hold of, uh, Michael, see if we can still get this scheduled. If you guys want to do this, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to be in East Cape uh, and I don't know if I'm going to be at Michael's that long. So, um, and we will love to have a taco Tuesday, but I already planned on it and told them that we were yeah, yeah, talk, it. uh, you know, just make sure you get a hold of Jack, uh, Jack and Larry and, I think they were. I think they were trying to plan on it. So because you were going to be there, and Jack actually doesn't fly out until Wednesday, so he could be there as well. Okay. So give yeah, well, it a shot. It would be great. It gives us another opportunity to raise money for for the shoes that are so needed down here. You guys have no idea how much need there is here, and um, just looking forward to that second part of the trip. So. And, and I will uh, get in touch with you. Let you know if it's happening. And guys, keep watching for Facebook and everything like that, and I'll I'll get it out there as well. So now well, right, the rest right. of the show is yours, you and Steve, and I'll just sit here. Oh and well, uh, yeah, I'm gonna pretty much Steve because we're about to take off here. Uh, let me see the time here, but seven o'clock. All the boats are in position, and uh, any last minute tip uh, you want to give me, Steve Carson? Well, besides my usual one of fresh line. Um, I, I think the thing I'm noticing, because fishing's been so good, there's a lot of fish out there. Um, uh, both bluefin tuna, some of the boats luck into yellowfin tuna, and sometimes they're, they're 25 pounds and sometimes they're 225 pounds. Um, I, you know, I help quite a few people online on various um, uh, uh, social media forums, helping them uh, you know, match their tackle together. And again, I, I think what happens is, People hear about the miracle catch. I mean, there's always going to be the miracle catch. In fact, Rick mentioned one earlier in the show. I, I, I didn't realize that fish was on his boat. 
and uh, you know, on how much fishing time it took away from everybody else, which was a guy catching, you know, not a giant, but maybe a hundred and thirty pound tuna on spinning gear. And he fought it for half the night. And yeah, he did land it. But if if you talk about a hundred fish hooked on that gear, um, ninety five of them get away. And usually yeah. after a long, painful fight. Well, I want so, to tell you. know, I mean, you've got you've got huge amounts of time, huge amounts of money, effort. Um, a lot of people have been fishing all their lives and never had the opportunity for fish like this. Um, why would you go out with gear that probably, it might work, but it probably won't. I'm so gonna, be I'm, your local favorite tackle dealer and get, and get the real stuff. Right. I want to tell you about having the right gear. On the El Dorado, they landed that 190-pounder, and the rod broke. So it was overmatched, yeah. but they were able to get it in by tying on another rod and reel. Um, guys, that's a miracle fish. And, yeah, uh, and let me just add this, Ron. If you don't have the gear, rent it. Most of the now, now most of the boats will rent you right on the boat. Exactly. But not the landings have it. Just rent it for the trip. You don't have to go make the big investment because honestly, a, a, a decent rod with and I would say a fishing syndicate would be my choice. Yeah, and then a really good reel, whether you go pen, fathom, or if you go one of the accurate valiants or the bosses. I mean, here's the deal: you're going to have to have it. If you want to catch these fish, you don't want to pay because they are expensive. Rent them. You can rent them. So it, it, it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. You know, also, too, you know, I, I didn't mention this in the opening of the show because I was so thrown off by not having a fish, a freshwater report. But you got Steve Carson, uh, Penn Fishing Universities. He, he's the director of that. Guys, there's a reason. He knows what he's talking about. You need to listen to him. We get all these captains that come on and tell you. You got to have this, this, and this, and everybody just does their own thing. You're, th- yeah, these you are can, the good old days. Hear. Go to our web. Yeah, go to you- fishing uh, friends of Angler Chronicles. Steve posts up some awesome stuff, uh, and so much knowledge in there. I'm done. Yeah, and you can you can you can you can hear the frustration on Rick's voice <clears throat> when he was saying, you know, come on, you're not going fast enough. You're not doing this. Pay attention, yeah, he, these guys. These he, he wanted. Th- He's tired of chastising people. He wanted me to chastise them, which yeah, which I'm happy to do if it means that you know it's kind of like your 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 coach when you were in high school. He he was on you a little bit, but guess what? You suddenly turned in the best performance of your life. You know. Okay, you know, listen. Before I lose you guys, let me just do this. I'm going to send a little message here because I just got a text, and I'm supposed to pretend that Larry's with me. So Larry. I'm going to pretend you're here on the boat with me. I think we're going to tie you up or lock you in the bathroom of the boat, but you're, we're going to pretend you're with us here. So, Larry, thanks for the shout-out. Um, appreciate it. And I appreciate everything you've ever done. So, Larry, kudos to you. And um, if it's five more minutes, I guess we're going to go ahead and um, and launch the, the tournament. We're about to put the drone back up in the air. We got, about, we got and, about two minutes here, so... Sergio, when they, when they right. shoot the shotgun for the start, make sure you duck. Oh, absolutely. I would <laughs> duck that. But what's really cool is I got a chance to see Eddie, Eddie um, Van Warmer. He's always the guy that shoots the gun. Uh, I want to thank Eddie Dalmau and Aníbal uh, that work here, uh, Kit McNear. Uh, they've all been just simply amazing hosts. 
and um, fishing here with Paco. We make Paco part of the team, so he's invested in this in this uh, tournament. So it's going to be good. We got three fishermen, and I've got John filming. Hopefully, we can get him to that because we are going tuna or bust. And you're Chances gonna... of busting are pretty good. Okay, so you're going to Photoshop me in there because I'm with you as well. Okay, <laughs> we'll Photoshop you in the bait tank. Okay, perfect. Um, we got uh, one, two. We got one minute. So, right. I'm sorry, two in minutes. In the last minute, let me just say this. Last minute. Guys, get off the couch. Go fishing. This is the time. And if whatever happens on the rail, because I, I can see that the you know, patience of people is wearing thin, don't do it. At the end of the day, it's just a fish. I know that's kind of hard to hear, but uh, it's just a fish. Okay, friendships uh, that you forge on these boats last a lifetime. So remember, be kind to one another. I'm going to go ahead and sign out. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Logan. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Donnie. Thank you, Steve Carr. I mean, um, Danny, and of course you, Ron, for uh, hosting and anchoring the show today. And, um, We'll talk to you next week as far as on, behalf, on my behalf, okay? Have fun. I'm out of here. Have fun and be safe. All right. All right, thanks. Bye. All right, Steve, you got anything uh, before closing? I just want to say uh, one thing. Uh, Jeff, Ron, Don, uh, Mike, Maria, love you all. Janie, thank you for the kind words. And, uh, Steve, got anything? Well, if I was Sergio, I would say, even though it's a tuna tournament, I'd say forget the tuna. Let's go for rooster fish. Yeah. But ultimately, just always remember when you're out there, the best kind of fish in the world is the one on the end of your line. Absolutely. You know, don't worry about is it the right species, is it the right size, you know, that I catch it on the right color line. You know, you're out there, and and get off the couch. These are the good old days. Yeah, you know, um, you yeah, got, you you know I, I have a tip for uh, marking your line. You know, you know, if you take one arm and strand it out to your nose, that's usually about five feet. Mark your lines, guys. Yeah. Don't mark it every five feet. Right, every, right. Every 50, probably at the most. I found that anything more than that, and I actually mark mine every 100. Okay. Um, in the middle of the night, I'm having enough trouble paying attention. Yeah. Every 100 feet is all I can keep track of. All right. All right, everybody. Thank you for a great show. I had a lot of fun. Um, I'm probably going to go sit in my car for a little bit. Uh thank you for all the well wishes i've never had a back injury and it's something that i don't ever want to have again uh god bless everybody angler chronicles is out